Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, September 19th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York Tri-State area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Ben Oppenheimer. And I'm Christina Lulich. And here are today's headlines. Today's National Voter Registration Day. Residents across the tri-state area are encouraged to register if they want to vote in the November election. The deadlines for registration in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut are in October. But for more specific information, you can head to whenweallvote.com. And now it's time for music. Every Tuesday, the What's What podcast gives you updates on the latest music news. And today we're joined by WFUV's Jaya Joyce. Hey, Jaya. Hey guys, it's good to be back. We've had a lot happen in the music world over the past week. But let's start with New York City's very own Sean Diddy Combs. He released his first solo studio album since 2006 on Friday, titled The Love Album Off the Grid. And New York City has been giving the iconic rapper his flowers, especially Mayor Eric Adams. He awarded a key to the city to Diddy, who is a Harlem native. The ceremony was held in Times Square on Friday. And along with producing legendary music, Mayor Adams said Diddy's recognition is about more than just the rapper's career. Adams pointed out Diddy's activism in New York City, like his continued support of schools in underserved communities. What else did Mayor Adams have to say about the award? So outside of being a reminder of Diddy's accomplishments, the key serves as a symbol of civic recognition for those who have contributed to the common good of the city. And Mayor Adams said that Diddy is the perfect candidate for the award for being the living embodiment of the New York City attitude. And Mayor Adams wasn't the only politician involved in some music-related news this week. Just last night, President Joe Biden mingled with Broadway members in the Big Apple. What was the president doing on Broadway? Well, he wasn't singing and dancing, Ben, but he hosted a fundraising concert to benefit his re-election campaign. The private event featured musical talent like Sarah Bareilles, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and Ben Platt. And outside of the musical performances, President Biden took some shots at former President Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican allies, who he said are a threat to American democracy. Now, let's turn from New York to some updates on new releases. What's the buzz on Blink-182? Blink-182 has announced that their reunion album will be released on October 20th, but the title track will be coming out this Thursday at 10 a.m. The album will be called One More Time and is the group's first album with Tom DeLonge since 2011. They made the announcement yesterday in a short video trailer featuring interview clips from Apple Music's Zane Lowe. Speaking of highly anticipated releases, I heard there are some new updates on the upcoming Rolling Stones album. Yup, the entire track list and featured guests for Hackney Diamonds has been put out. And let me tell you, music fans have a lot to look forward to with this record. The album will feature many iconic artists like Lady Gaga, Elton John, Paul McCartney, and Stevie Wonder. Wow, talk about musical legends. I know, Christina. The album is also out on October 20th. But while we have so many exciting releases, Drake fans may be bummed to hear that he's postponing the release of his new album, For All the Dogs. Why is that? 
Well, the album was supposed to be out this Friday, but he pushed the date back to October 6th. The reason is because of his ongoing tour with 21 Savage. He said on Instagram that he would either need to cancel shows to finish the album or complete the mission and drop the album before the last show. I guess Drake fans will just have to wait two more weeks. BTS hasn't had an album out in a while. What's going on with them? Well, it's funny you ask. Just the other day, the K-pop group announced that another one of their members will be completing mandatory military service. Their member Suga will be enlisted in South Korea by the end of the week. But he's urging fans not to be upset and that they'll be reunited again in 2025. I'm sure the BTS army will be anxiously awaiting their reunion. Jaya Joyce is a reporter at WFUV. Jaya, as always, thanks for keeping us up to date. Thanks for having me. New Yorkers are uneasy about the future of their state. That's according to a new poll released by Siena College this month. A little more than half of New Yorkers say their quality of life is getting worse, and just 14% say it's getting better. And a major factor of these results could be the rising cost of living across the state. It seems to be an issue across political parties, too. 80% of each partisan group in the survey say they're concerned over rising costs of housing, groceries, and other day-to-day needs. New Yorkers are also concerned about crime and the recent influx of migrants. But that seemed to be more of an issue for Republicans in the survey. Creating policy solutions for these issues is a major part of Governor Hochul's agenda for her first full term. Her current approval rating in the poll sits just under 50%. We've all sat in New York City rush hour traffic and wished our car could fly. Well, that fantasy could become reality sooner than you think. At least for New York City's taxis. That's after several companies in Ohio and California have announced their high-tech cabs could be ready to hit the market by 2025. But these new vehicles won't look like your traditional yellow cab. They look more like a cross between a drone and a helicopter. And they're also significantly quieter and easier to fly than most aerial vehicles. And most importantly, the new rideshare would be all electric, and it could get people from Lower Manhattan to JFK Airport in just seven minutes. Users of X, formerly known as Twitter, may soon have to pay up if they want to continue using the app. In a live stream conversation with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, X's owner Elon Musk said that people might have to pay a small monthly fee. It was a solution that Musk proposed after he was asked about combating anti-Semitism on the platform. He says that by asking users to pay what he calls a small fee, it'll cut down on bots that have been used to amplify hate speech. If Musk's plan is put into motion, it'll be one of his many efforts to see the site bring in cash. A new art exhibit at the Met is showcasing a couple of frenemies from the French Impressionist era. Edouard Monet and Edgar Degas are the center of the new exhibit, Monet Degas. And while the two artists shared many similarities and were great friends at one point, the relationship turned sour after Monet didn't like the way Degas portrayed his wife in a portrait. The confrontation resulted in a slashed painting, which can now be seen at the exhibit. But in later years, the artists would both admire and criticize each other's work through letters. They both impacted the Impressionist movement separately, until they came together to display their art at the juried salon. But it seems the relationship between Monet and Degas actually ended on a positive note. After Monet died prematurely, Degas made it his mission to collect all of his late friend's artwork. People interested in learning more about this bittersweet relationship can attend the exhibition, which is on view until January.
And on this day in 1970, the legendary Diana Ross had her first number one single in the U.S. with her song, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. The song was actually originally performed by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, but Ross's soulful rendition of the song was enough to get the Motown classic on the charts for a second time. This was also Ross's first number one song after leaving her former girl group, The Supremes. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And, as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Ben Oppenheimer. And I'm Christina Lulich. And that's What's What.